A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard and I am joined once again by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you doing? Great. Always great. Happy to be back with you all. How are things, Logan? Doing well. We missed you considerably, but Adrian did a very good job in your place, and uh, thank you, Adrian, for doing that. So what we're going to do today is we are going to do some more tell-all questions, and we are also going to do some more logos uh, for Brendan to guess. So hopefully you enjoy both of those segments. If you don't, just skip ahead to the passage of scripture at the end. Um, do that. That works too. But uh, I'll turn it over to Brendan. He's going to give us the uh, tell-all questions for today. Awesome sauce. Okay, guys. So those of you who have been listening for a while will know that Logan and I came across a random selection of 150 questions once to ask a friend. And we've been trekking through them ever since. So question 90 of 150. Whatever will we do when we finish all these Logan, would you rather have a dog or be a dog? I personally would rather have a dog than be a dog. Um, mostly because dogs are very kind. They're loyal. You get your best friend with you. Who needs anyone else? Because let's be honest, any human will let you down at some point. So I say go for the dogs. Have, a, have your best friend and uh, yeah, have a dog. How about you, Brendan? What is your answer? <laughs> well, as that cheeky glimmer in your eye probably tells you, the opposite of yours. <laughs> I cannot stand dogs. I think they are needy. I hate, like, you know, when you meet someone after a long, long time and they're like, you know, oh, no, I thought you'd left the church. I thought you'd died. I thought you'd, yada, yada, yada. Dogs are like that. You know, you rock up home and they're like, you know, where have you been? Can't hack it. Um, I hate that the way they're just so needy for your attention and your love, like, feed me, rip my belly, love me, watch me play ball. No, life's too short of that crack. Can't sound people do it, can't sound animals do it. So yeah, I'd rather, uh, be the animal. Get it some attention, live a short life, die young, and off we go. I mean, hypothetically, as a dog. <laughs> not, not speaking death over myself in the... There's a here and now, Jesus, just so we're all clear. Um, let us know it from Dublin to Cleveland, Cleveland at gmail.com. I just butchered our own email address. <laughs> Take two. Let me know it from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com, which of us is right and why it's me. <laughs> all right, 91. What are you proud of, but never had an excuse to talk about? This will be hard for you because you do love talking about yourself. I know. It just is really hard because I'll just bring up things just to bring them up so that I can talk about how cool they are. He really does. Um, so I gave him an answer a, a little bit ago, and I've decided to change that answer. So instead, what I'm going to bring up is the thing I'm very proud about is the fact that I won two fantasy football leagues this year. I don't really have an opportunity to talk about it very often, but I went out and bought two jerseys that have to do with that 
So I just wear them and people go, oh, hey, look at that. You know, what? Do, where, that's a cool jersey. Where'd you get that from? And then they have to answer. So uh, they have to ask me and I, I, I actually talk about it then. So that's, that's probably what I'm going to go with. How about you? What's your answer? <laughs> I would have stuck the original answer actually a basketball. Don't know how much better. Oh, stop the lights. You <laughs> okay. For those of you who are like, you know, listening to this as opposed to watching it. That jersey is legit. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, what, it. mustard yellow or gold? Yeah, I love it. And green. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if that was your attempt to win me over with the colors of the Emerald Isle, you failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. See, I don't really talk about myself all that much. Um, as a matter of course, it's just not something that I typically do. Um... Logan's kind of giving me the eyes if you're like, you know, seriously. I, I, I don't. When I'm at work, anything my students know about my personal life is imaginary. If I teach them like family vocabulary, it's an imaginary family who are so much more impressive than my own. If it's about, you, you know, what I was like younger, they genuinely all think that I was like a fireman for like, you know, seven years until I broke my back rescuing a kitten from a tree. They believe whatever I tell them, and I next never tell them anything real. <laughs> I'm all about professional distance, people. Even with people who are not related to me in any way professionally. Um, I said I'm very proud of this podcast, um, or even like the novel that I wrote, um, and a merch store that I've opened for that at brendanthomasmarish.com. But um, <laughs> we've really just gone full on with like, you know, the Nameless, shameless self-advertising. Link in the description. <laughs> Link in the description below. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Buy one for all your friends. <laughs> Share with your friends. <laughs> and God will give you a miracle. He'll answer your heart's desire. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, I suppose there are maybe two of the biggest things that I'd be very proud of at the moment. One I did by myself, one I've done with someone else, namely you. But... Uh, that most people probably don't know because I'm not really big into self-glorifying or drawing attention to myself. It's just not something I do. I could sit with someone for hours and hours and genuinely learn everything about them, but share nothing about my own personal life. Um, 92. <laughs> Who do you want to be as your celebrity opponent in a death match and why is it Adam Sandler? <laughs> So yeah, uh, I already told him beforehand it was Adam Sandler because he sucks. He only makes the same kind of movies. Um, and he's always pathetic in all of these movies. Stop. <laughs> Poor Adam. So, Can we show Adam um, some love by liking and subscribing? I would slap him to no end. It would, it would, it would be violent it would be brutal. It would be over quickly. <laughs> No one would mess with you after that. It's kind of like when you, you know, if you're fighting 500 children and you beat up and brutalize one, no one's going to mess with you after that. <laughs> um, I'd just like to take this moment to say Logan is in fact not involved in youth ministry. He spends in fact no time around young people. So uh, should any allegations arise of him beating up children, I'd just like to say there is no possibility of this happen- having ha- of this having happened. <laughs> Okay, there we go. All right, good. 
Hopefully they the haven't seen my fingers crossed. We got the statement in. We're good. We're good. <laughs> like, I think I need to give your pastor a call. <laughs> um, for me, it's that fat, dark-haired lady who made She-Hulk the TV series. What a way to just destroy a character. All I've seen is the trailer, and that was too much. But I've heard just entirely ruined it just for fun. So yeah, her. <laughs> I'm shocked he. I'm shocked he didn't go Nancy Pelosi. You know, I was. She's a celebrity was, though, because she had the first person who crossed my mind. <laughs> I just really don't like abortionists, people. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not sorry. Yeah, killing babies isn't okay. Okay, there you go. So maybe her husband constitutes a celebrity since he's a great A actor regarding his. Yeah. shenanigans shall we say i think she would like to think she's <laughs> a, a celebrity so we can give her the bump <laughs> that, okay we'll just throw them all in there we'll just throw them all in there <laughs> Ooh. okay the next one where would you go in case of a zombie apocalypse so, first thought that came to my mind was I might as well just go to Ireland because I'm not going to last long. And, you know, there's some, uh, I'll get to see Brendan, get to see all the cool sights, and then get eaten and become a zombie or something like that. I think that's how it goes. Um, we are an island surrounded by, like, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, and we're, we're probably actually okay. I could survive for probably a couple months. Yeah, there's castles, you know. 3,000. Uh, yeah. So I, I could survive for a while. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I'm either going by boat or I'm flying, whichever has the least amount of zombie issues to do. <laughs> How about you? Where are you going? <laughs> um, to the heart of darkness, obviously. Wherever that danger is at its most severe, that's where you're gonna find me. Um, someone's got to be the hero to put these suckers back in hell. Might as well be me. The hero we don't deserve. But he's the hero. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no one deserves me. <laughs> I used to believe that in a self-deprecating way, but now I'm like, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that friends is why he's single. No one deserves him. <laughs> Have you seen the rings I wear? I'm in a relationship with Jesus, people. Our confidence is very real. Uh, send us a message if you'd like to uh, date Brendan down below in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> include photographs appearances matter people personality of you serving the lord and you might get an extra bonus <laughs> yes because abraham married sarah for her personality <laughs> boaz married ruth because she picked up fruit vegetables and corn for her mother-in-law mm -hmm. okay Solomon married that song of songs last week because well, if, if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out for Brendan, uh, I guess I'm the fallback option. <laughs> I didn't get my leftovers. <laughs> and just like that, we've lost all of our female audience. Oh, one or two of them. Oh, one or two of them. <laughs> just in time for the next crude question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, be the holy Jesus, forgive me for this. Um, do you <laughs> do you think it's okay for couples to fart in front of each other? Absolutely. Perfectly fine. No issues whatsoever. Why? Do you have a dissenting opinion? He says being single. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, oh, Jakers. In, in, in general, I would say, just, just, just don't, just don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, listen, if you're that comfortable around each other, and you know, it's it's one of those love loves for the ages. Knock yourselves out, you crazy kids. <laughs> it's all natural. Just don't do it while I'm standing there. Just don't do it while I'm standing there. <laughs> Ooh, what's the weirdest thing you do? Weirdest thing I do. Um, that that depends on who you ask. Okay. Um, if you ask, say my uncle, he would say the weirdest thing that I do is the fact that I don't have a job currently, and mm. he probably thinks I'm being a bum. So that's probably what he'd say. That's pretty weird. Okay. Um, uh, you ask the girl, the, the like high school girls that I teach for young in youth group, and they just think everything I say, do, think, come up with, play as a game is weird. Um, I just think it's me being myself, but they apparently don't like whoever myself is. So, you know, that's their problem. Um, <laughs> they're not, they, they still haven't gotten to the point where they could be comfortable and being weird. So it's okay. I'm okay. Slow. <laughs> They've been going around you. And I was like, there's probably a question that needs to be asked of your leadership team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it probably has something to do with one of those two things is whether somewhere in the middle of just, uh, me coming up with jokes and being goofy or uh not having a job currently which is kind of weird for most people so mm. how about you what is the yeah. weirdest thing for you people thought that was that was weird for me too at the time mm-hmm. um yeah again I, I agree different people would probably have wildly different answers i'm like at work <laughs> i'm a senior teacher i've seen it all i've done it all i've over seen it all i've been the solution when other teachers have encountered at all um but it just has kind of given me this very <laughs> stark macabre uh for goodness sakes you mess and kind of approach to work where <laughs> no matter what someone says no matter what issues they're having with their students no matter what good things they've got to say i always have a put down <laughs> <laughs> and then my colleagues whenever I open my mouth just go slay 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 <laughs> and it's, it's gone to the stage I find it hard to say anything good about students or work because <laughs> they've got a reputation for being the slayer which kind of is a pretty cool name actually oh I and... just really hope they don't call you queen you slay queen <laughs> I think one did once actually and she was a Christian and she dropped the queen she was like don't antagonize him further. Because he starts slaying us. <laughs> um, yeah, so was, I also have this thing where if someone ticks me off, especially Christians should know better, uh, life's too short to entertain people with their nonsense. I'm pretty much like, listen, you, you, you're dead to me. You're a child of God. I'll see you in heaven. We'll get along. But let's not do this. Loving on each other walking in life same lane thing let's just part ways and move on with our lives um some people probably think i take that a step too far but listen life's too short to have people in your life who aren't advantaging it at all or or benefiting from you being in theirs but i suppose maybe for myself i don't know if other people do this but like you know like when you take off your shoes take off your socks 
I, I'm always aware that there might be like little balls of fluff between my toes. So I just got my right index finger and just go through like all my toes. It's kind of like, you know, sole style. Just to pull out all little bits of cotton. Is that normal? No. No? Okay. There's, that's my answer then. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're my cousin who did it to me when I was growing up. <laughs> Put his finger in, in your toes? Yeah. Her finger in between my toes when I was Oh, she was a girl. A that's kid. Yeah. A little more curious. I was like four years old. And so every time she, I would go over to their house, she would throw me on the bed and just take off my shoes and start picking the light between my toes. Is she single? Uh, no, she's married. Ah, never mind. I thought I needed to put up with me doing that. It would be a surefire winner. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, have you ever touched human remains? Um, I don't believe I have. I don't think so. Um, the only like the only thing I can think of would maybe be at a funeral, maybe, but I don't think I ever did. Um, maybe as a ch- kid, possibly. Um, I do. I did. There was a guy who I was reading a book about it, and his way of making sure that he continued to share the gospel was he would have a human skull on his on his desk and the guy who was writing the book was just like because he's writing about this guy who had um had a skull on his desk it was to remind him of the brevity of life and um he was just like maybe you shouldn't have a human skull on your desk but (laughs) it's a good thought to continue to share christ with people (laughs) i like that rationale (laughs) how about you have you ever touched a dead body that's diplomatic christianity right there um Again, I, I don't know for that. I know I've held someone's hand, a man's hand, while he died. I distinctly remember that. Um. So technically, I had my hand in his remains for a minute or two or two afterwards, but I don't know if I actually ever touched dead people. Like I've seen quite a few dead people before, but especially when I was younger, I was afraid to touch them in case they'd wake up. <laughs> In case, you know, like the anointing would just zap into them and they'd be resurrected. And maybe that's what I should have wanted. But I was like, yeah, they were Jesus. We leave them be. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. But I know when I was at university, I used to touch spider corpses um, in order to get caramel chocolate bars for lunch. You could go into the science lab and just had to trade away your dignity and they gave you free food. So I did that. I was a student. It was fine. <laughs> Ooh, what's a question you'd like to answer, but no one asks? <laughs> All right. I, I actually, there's a, I, there was 10 questions that teens ask about God. So nobody's asked me this, these questions, but okay. I did go through like a, a class that talked about them. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go with the first question. And it's like, does science disprove Christianity? So a lot of people think that that's true, that, Oh, science is this over on this side, and science has all the facts, and Christianity has these kind of facts, and they just, you know, but science. Um, no, it doesn't. It's a simple answer. It doesn't disprove Christianity. They, they're, the facts are all the same. The facts of the creation, the facts of, of the people who point to evolution, everything is the same in the middle. It's just how you view it. Do you view it with the lens of, well, God created it? Okay, then yeah, there's there's definitely proofs that are massive and all over the place for that. 
if you view it, if you have the other side of the view where you're like, well, that's evolution, then you'll rationalize anything you want to make that. Mm. Um, so there is plenty of proof that Christianity and science go and do work together. Just the way we take science nowadays is so out of, out of proportion and, um, it's considered science to wear a mask, which the science does not prove that never has. Um, it, just, it says in the box, this does not keep out microorganisms. <laughs> yeah, it, it just doesn't work. So, uh, so yeah, there's that's my question that no one asked. <laughs> How well, about you? Well, you know, don't you know that, you know, Fauci is the science? Didn't he, like, say that or something? He has said that, yes. That is, that is Shows the experts. You can, you, yeah. Link in the description. <laughs> you can find the link of him saying that. Brendan will put it in... We'll slice it right in here. <laughs> That's it. He will, he will. Follow the science, follow the money. <laughs> Ooh. This is one that I suppose, like, you know, in person. It's one thing when it's electronically. It's just like, you know, pleasant greasing. Just a little test to make sure, like, you know, your microphone's working. But I find in person, very few people actually ask me how I am. Mm. And... We have this thing in Ireland where it's like, you know, ah, well, how are ya? What's the crack? Which is basically, oh, hello there. What's the story? What's happening with you? Tell me about your life. Mm -hmm. But I find very, very few people actually ask me, you know, how I'm doing and really want to know. Like, not tell me something juicy about your life, not tell me something fun or interesting, but genuinely want to know how I'm actually doing. And I can only think of one person who routinely does it. Now, she knows that I don't like being asked, so she spaces out by several months at a time. Yeah. But she's one of the very few people who'll actually ever get like, a real answer out of me. Yeah. Mm. Okay, three more, friends. And then Logan's going to uh, play a game with us. Um, if you were invisible for 10 minutes, starting right now, what would you do? <laughs> Honestly, I would waste nine minutes trying to come up with something to do. And exactly. then it'd be one minute that I'd actually do something and I'd start out on it and then the time would and that'd be visible and I'd like I'd be caught. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> whatever situation is. Um it I guess there's also some questions of the limits of this invisibility. Like do things I touch become invisible? Um That's not how it works, no. Or I don't believe so. I didn't think that's how it worked. Um do my are my clothes invisible because they're on me though? That that's another question. So just your body, just your body. So I'd have to strip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to force an obligation on you for the sake of uh, our dearly beloved younger listeners. (laughs) Sure. You do it's your bedroom, you do you. This is what happens when we have two two weeks of not talking (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know i feel like there's some good things that you could do in 10 minutes but you'd have to be in a certain place to do it like if you were in like a vault of some kind you could break in and take money or if you were somewhere else you could do could get away with things but like if you're at your house how far are you going to get in 10 minutes really Mm -hmm. oh i got it i got my answer Drive, drive invisible. Freak people out. People will be like, "Who's driving that car? Nobody's driving that car." That would be funny. <laughs> I know that too, but it's nighttime here, so no one would be looking in my windows. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Um, no, I like your answers. 
my answer would sadly be very pathetic. I just like finished off this podcast invisibly. So in the YouTube version, people would just say, ah, he's probably just hiding underneath the camera. <laughs> and on the like the pod page podcast version, they never see me anyway. So what would be the point? Yeah. I'd I'd waste it. I'd waste my invisibility. Mm. I never thought I'd say that, but I would. I know, it's sad. <laughs> Tragic. Do, other than drive. <laughs> if you live in Bayside, where it's yeah. still daytime. All right, next question. You aren't going to kill me, are you? Not today. Not today. That's, ooh. <laughs> your options open there. <laughs> It's like insult Nancy Pelosi one more time. I dare you. Genuinely, uh, I think uh, I don't think I I could kill Brendan. Oh. Um, I kill think you would kill me way before that than I would kill him. I so, would. It's true. Yeah he he before identifies he identifies as a threat. Um, his <laughs> my his pronouns are try me. <laughs> That's my normal pronouns are like, you know, told you so, because I identify as a conspiracy theorist. Because conspiracies come from Holy Spirit, aka the revelation. Yeah. yeah. But uh sure, try me. I like that too. Maybe three out of four days I'm trying me. Because I'm gender fluid, you know. So I just need to know, uh, since I'm not gonna kill you, are you gonna kill me? Only if I have to, bro, only if I have to. So stay on my good side. <laughs> And then question 100, last one for today. How awesome are your pajamas? Pretty awesome, especially during Christmas time. You know, you get to open Christmas gifts and sit in your pajamas and nice and fluffy pants and got a cup of hot cocoa and having a good time. So yeah, pajamas are awesome. Um, I mean, who wouldn't think pajamas are awesome? (laughs) How about you? (laughs) Well, since you asked... I do own pajamas before I make up a next point. For example, Marvel ones with Iron Man, Thor, yeah. Captain America, all that crack, mm-hmm. Hulk. Um, but in general, I sleep au naturel, the way the Lord intended. <laughs> Butt naked, window open, curtains pulled. I'm not a monster. I'm decent, you know. I'm not but, a uh, maniac. <laughs> I'm not a maniac. <laughs> and I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. when the sun rises. <laughs> I do value that extra hour in bed. But, uh, yeah, even the blanket I sleep with is very, it's it, it's comfy, but just like nice fleece material, but very thin. Just one pillow is more than enough for me. So, uh, yeah. Makes me sturdier. <laughs> Makes me stronger. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Try good, good strong word. Like good strong, strong word for good strong man. <laughs> All right. Shine. So with that, that is our uh, first part of the podcast. Um, now we'll get into our logos, which I have sent ahead to Brendan, and he can now take a look at those if you've got them pulled up. Um, yep. The first one, uh, let him describe it for you, and then give me a guess of what it is. Okay, I see a brown bee and a brown oval shape like an eyeball, 
and then I see what almost look like arrows slash flags mm. around the top, orange in the middle, brown in the bottom. My first thought was Baltimore, the first place I could think of in England, which is brown. And then my eyes just caught a tiny little glimpse of Logan's bedroom. And I remember when I first met, I was thinking, I have never seen so much orange and brown in a bedroom before. <laughs> so I think that's your team. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they're called the Browns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, where are they from? <laughs> Ohio, presumably. Cleveland? Cleveland Cleveland Browns, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cleveland Browns, two points to you. Hey. Absolutely right. <laughs> All right, uh, on to number two then. Ah, the Jaggers. Right. Okay, here I see a. Is it a gray circle or a silver circle? Different shades of gray. I'll go with gray. They're called the Steelers. They have almost like diamond shapes: um, yellow, red, and blue. I'm going to assume that they're called the Steelers. <laughs> Probably a good assumption. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they are from Louisiana because, oh no, hold the phone. That doesn't make sense. As I was going to say, they've got this big French thing going on there, and France's flag is blue, red, and yellow, but it isn't. <laughs> it's green, red, and white. <laughs> um, What is blue, red, and this strikes me as some, like, you know, European knockoff. And Germany is black, not blue. Is it Italy? No. Am I confusing France and Italy? No. Am I? Maybe. <laughs> I kind of want to say Salem, but that's only because, you know, it begins with an S. Hmm. Going uh, with Salem? No. No? Okay. <laughs> My rationale isn't strong enough. Ooh, a certain part of America associated with steel. Michigan? I don't know why I'm saying Michigan. Um, the Michigan Steelers. MS. No, that's a disease. Multiple sclerosis. <laughs> Ooh, I think the colors are important. Um... New York's a very big place, so it's possible that, like, you know, they're from there. I'm sure they've got multiple teams. <sighs> Ugh. Dang it. I'm going to go with Massachusetts. The Massachusetts Steelers. Massachusetts Steelers. Um, Don't ask me why. I've just <laughs> taken a motion. They are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're from Pennsylvania. Um... The three stars, I believe, are due to the three rivers that come into Pittsburgh. Um, so that is why they have three stars. There's three rivers that come through Pittsburgh. Could they just have like three rivers then, rather than stars? And should that be called like the sailors rather than the steelers? Could. Or the steerers, because you have to like steer the ship. Well, they are known for how much steel they produce, so that's the Steelers part, but... All I will know them for is stealing me of the opportunity to get two for two. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next, on to number three. <laughs> okay, here we've got a bird. 
It could be a falcon, it could be an eagle. I am not up to date on my birds. <laughs> it's blue, and but it's not Woody the Woodpecker blue. And he looks kind of angry. A little bit demon-possessed, actually, because his eye is red. <laughs> and this guy also has a bee, but it's gold. So I'm not going to say the browns, because there is no brown here. I'm going to go the Baltimore Eagles. Possibly the Baltimore Falcons. Ooh. But I have to pick one. I'm going to go yeah, Baltimore Eagles. got to pick one. It's really close. Eagles. Baltimore Eagles. No, that's not an eagle. It's Falcon. It's a Falcon. Baltimore Falcons. So close. It's the Baltimore Ravens is what they're <laughs> Okay. Well, Ravens are evil. So that explains the red eye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So again, okay. another point for you. So you're up to four out of six so far. Doing okay. well. All right, on to the last one. Okay, for the last one, I see a tiger. And he kind of looks like he wants to eat me. Mm. Um, I'm going to assume the team name is the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wildcats. Oh, where are they from? I know it's High School Musical. This together. <laughs> um, they're in a place that has like, way too many syllables. Or is it the tigers? Wildcats, tigers. Actually, true is that it has way too many syllables. Is it the answer? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to Google that afterwards. I just remember seeing like the names show up on the screen when I first watched the movie and thought, "Who had the time to write this?" <sighs> oh, the Tennessee Tigers, Texas Tigers. Is Tennessee in Texas? Tennessee, Texas Tigers, TTT, T3, T to the power of three. Tennessee Tigers, Texas Tigers, Texas Cats, Tex Cats, that makes no sense. Um, Where else would be the T? Tahiti? Is that in Hawaii? Is that a place? I just made it up. It it Um, is a real place. It is a real place, okay. It also could be South America. Okay, fair enough. Um, the Texas Tigers. Texas Tigers. He's going Texas Tigers. It is the Cincinnati Bengals. Good one. <laughs> the stupid name. <laughs> I think you do get a point because it's Bengal Tiger. So I think they're... The Don't same. show me mercy. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. It's fine. So, uh, I have nothing to prove. (laughs) You got five out of eight, four out of eight, somewhere in there, doing pretty well. I mean, you got one, you got one exactly right, which is amazing. The Baltimore one was right, the Steelers one was right. That one was kind of given to you, but (laughs) still got to say it. So, you know, it it gets so well done, Brendan. Well done, as, as always. It was, uh, very enjoyable. Uh, let's turn it over now to Brendan for uh, our word from the Lord. Okay, guys. So today we've got to our final section, which is when we encourage you in the word of the Lord. And today we're going to look at a classic that up until maybe the last decade or so uh, was everyone's favorite Bible verse, the go-to one, John three sixteen. This came up in the conversation uh, between Jesus and a priest 
of the Old Testament law, a Pharisee. Um, this guy came to Jesus in the middle of the night to avoid detection uh, from his colleagues in case he was branded a social pariah or a religious breakaway. And he came as a teacher, but Jesus decided to teach him instead. And Jesus basically summed up the entirety of the Bible in one line, very famously and very succinctly. And he said, for God so loved the world. That's not just the planet, people. That's all the people on it. First and foremost, the human race. That he gave his only son, his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ. That whoever should believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So in sending Jesus to the earth... God was offering an antidote or a cure to the human condition. Because the problem at the heart of humanity was the problem of the human heart. Deceitful above all things, very easily swayed, very easily broken, very easily damaged, and far too seldomly fixed, repaired, strengthened, and aligned with the will of God. So people since time immemorial, had been getting certain revelations of God, some more fully than others, but intentionally when they reached that age of accountability, that age of making their own decisions, were choosing the wrong choices, the wrong options, the wrong lifestyles, choosing to put other gods before a capital G God, Abba Father, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, choosing to hurt people, choosing to take life and do all the things antithetical to the will of Most High God. God offered very many solutions in the Old Testament to fixing this problem. They were good solutions, but time and time again, people rejected them. Prophets, judges, leaders, the law of God, kings meant nothing to them, by and large. So this time, God came himself in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, member of the triune God. And Jesus lived the life that every person has chosen not to. He met all the requirements according to the Old Testament law for what constituted the perfect person. And in doing so, he fulfilled the requirements to be the perfect person, totally acceptable unto God. Humanity despised him, and they beat him beyond human likeness. They murdered him and hung him on a tree. But Jesus, on that cross, took all human suffering, sickness, shame, emotional pain, infirmities, and above all, wickedness, human evil, on himself. He dumped it in hell where it belongs. And then Holy Spirit came down three days later and brought him up. And he came back into earth while dead at that tomb in a new resurrected body, fully whole, fully in love with people just as he always had been, fully ready to extend total forgiveness and grace to those 
who had put their trust in him and what he'd done. And although he's ascended to heaven now, that work still continues. Where if you believe in him, a 100% fully layer of Holy Spirit will descend and abide within you. So when God looks at you, whenever you pray, or whenever you're on his mind, he sees his own holiness looking back at him. Where your sinful ways are lost in him, hidden behind his goodness, his glory, his pure light. You can't do it yourself, you can't make it happen. It's a supernatural um, phenomenon, really, it's a miracle. Something entirely of God's own design. But he calls you his son. He calls you his daughter. He calls you his own. And although we've all done things that were offensive to a holy God, for which we should all, realistically, deserve an eternal punishment, we escape that. And some people need to hear the bad news before the good news makes sense. The bad news is, hell is real. Damnation's real. A dimension where you live to die again and again and again, it's very real. But it is not God's will that that be your portion. It is his will that he abides in you and you in him. That you have abundant grace in this life. You live an abundant life going from strength to strength. Grace to grace. Glory to glory. And that in the fullness of time, when you breathe your last on this earth, he will take you to his own world, the world of heaven. And you will have adventures beyond belief. You will live to live, to be alive, to have fun, to be in Christ, to spend time with those who've gone before you and those who come after you. In a world without tears, without pain, where everywhere you go, you are filled with the life, vibrancy, and vitality of God, life, and love himself. Mm. And that is good news, friends. Don't leave until tomorrow. If you haven't already made that decision, make that decision today. Just say, Jesus, I haven't lived as good a life as you did. I have misstepped, but I want to get into heaven, into your home, into your father's good graces, and I want to do it on your name. It's just like, you know, you're going to a nightclub or a party, it's VIP, and you're like, oh, I'm with him. <laughs> Literally what it's like, friends, not getting in on your own merit, but getting in on Jesus' merit through his grace. But invitations extended to all people, just say, Jesus, I receive it. Holy Spirit, come in. Wash me clean of all my wickedness. I want to be a new creation, a new person. Start afresh. And his mercies are always new, new every day. And you'll be his. It's that simple. Amen. Amen. All right, brother, what do you take from John 3.16? I think you nailed it on the head. I think... um... I think everybody needs to go listen to it, what you just said, a second time. Um, I don't think that I need to emphasize too much. Uh, I'll just add a couple things here. First of all, um, for if you're looking at that section, and a lot of people 
pull verse 16 out, but it fits so well with what's around it. Um, in verse 14, it talks about how just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Um, Jesus had to come and die for us. He couldn't just, you know, snap and make it happen and everyone gets into heaven because God cannot cannot deal with sin. He cannot stand next to sin. He can't live with sin. And we are pretty much sin personified. We have sin in us continually. We are flesh and bones and sin, and it's just who we are. Um, and that isn't, that isn't an excuse. That isn't like an excuse to say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just a sinner. Um, yeah, that isn't, that isn't what I want you to think of, but um, you know, they gave us this picture from Moses where they had to put a serpent on a pole and the snakes were biting all these people, but if they looked at this, if they looked at that, if they looked at this, this the pole with the, the the bronze serpent on it, um, they would be saved. And it's the same kind of thing for us. That was a picture of what it looks like for us. Um, but if we put our faith and believe in God, as He died on that cross for us, um, He will be the ones who will be with Him forever. Um, and towards the after verse sixteen, it talks about. In uh, verse 17, that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So Jesus didn't show up in this world to condemn us. He didn't say, he didn't show up to go, you dirty, rotten sinners. It says here, we already knew that. We were already condemned without believing in him condemned to sin, condemned to death forever. There's no, there wasn't a getting out. There wasn't a get out of jail free card. Um, somebody that I heard somebody say the other day that, oh, I'm just storing up credit to get into heaven. Credit. You're not going to make it on your credit. There's a, the debit is way too heavy for you to ever pay that back. Um, it is the national debt of America compared to you getting the 10 cents an hour. You're not paying it back. Um, so we're not paying it off. We're not getting there some other way. We have to have this son of God coming into the world, dying for us, um, that he might save us, save us. And that we might be with him forever, that we can be, as Brendan described, being with him, living with him, enjoying things forever. We can only do that if we put our faith in him. So that's our challenge for you today. Put your faith in him. And if you have, rejoice in that you've put your faith in him. Enjoy it. You know, you don't, too often I think we go, oh, this is a gospel message, so I don't need to hear it because I already accepted Christ as my Savior. But this is an awesome, exciting thing that changed your life and is, can change so many more lives. So share it with your friends. Share it with people who don't know Christ. If you're not comfortable sharing the, the gospel, share these episodes. You know, Any of those kind of things work, so do that. Um, I know plenty of people who've been saved by YouTube videos just by watching YouTube videos and accepting Christ as Savior. It's, it's, it can work. We can work through that way too. Um, so uh, as we close up, um, I'll, I'll quickly close this in prayer and then um, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So dear Lord, I'm thankful so much for this day. I just pray that you'd be with each and every listener today, that you would help them to um, put their faith and trust in you if they haven't, if they, if they want to help them to seek out their friends, seek out, seek out even us, you know, sending us an email or commenting or any of those kind of things we are willing and open and, that's what we need to be about is you people coming to know you as your, as our, as your, as their Lord and savior. And cause you are Lord and savior and they're going to have to bow to you either now or later. So help them to make that choice now, help them to make it 
while your mercy is strong and your grace is for us. Um, so I pray that you help, help those decisions to be made even right now as we're sitting here listening to this podcast, that they would make those choices. Um, Lord, we pray that you give us a good uh, rest of the week this week that would be honor and glorifying to you in everything we say, do, think, and uh, that your name would go forth this week and you would change many alive, um, not only by this podcast, but by your word this week. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so everyone, we thank you so much for watching and listening. I know it's been a bit of a long one, but that's okay. Um, send us a email if you'd like to hear from us or talk to us more from Dublin to Cleveland, gmail.com. Comments, of course, in the below uh, for, for YouTube. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll have new things coming out all the time. Um, I'm already planning on a new t-shirt for political <laughs> alert, you know, um, you know, as Brendan does his <laughs> political. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's me. I just bring it up. Cause I'm, you know, you brought up a moment ago. Like, you know what the, what about Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll have to, uh, I'll, yeah, have to probably, I'll, Nancy I'll probably have mine that just be like the instigator personified or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I try to behave, okay? I try, but sometimes I just can't hold it in. Uh, and also, guys, we're going to have a video over the next couple weeks at some point on responding to assumptions, pending if we get enough good ones. So uh, at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com, send us things that you assume about us. It could be, Brendan, I assume that you just really don't like people. It could be, Logan... I assume that you're more of a dog person than a cat person. <laughs> it could be, I think that Brendan could cope without Logan more than Logan could cope without Brendan. Or it could be, if From Dublin to Cleveland ended today, both of you would be sad, or both of you would get over it. Whatever it is. Uh, send them to us. And yeah, if we have enough good ones, we'll make an episode on that too. That could be fun. Yep. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you all next time. Bye, Bye friends. It's super week.